Hey everybody, welcome to Multi Multi, a podcast discussing the multitude of multi-site student ministry. My name is EJ Swanson, and I'm joined by two of my very, very good friends, Miss Kim Schuler. Hello. And Mr. Joe Crab. Hey everybody. Alongside of them, we have our trusted and techie audio engineer, Mr. Trevor Callis, who we're ever thankful for. And if it's your very first time that you're listening to Multi Multi, um, our vision for this podcast is to equip churches who are either entering in or already in the multi-site student ministry space. And we hope to share what we've learned and with that, what we're learning along the way right now. And we're so blessed that we get to be a part of the Youth Ministry Podcast Network and God is doing some amazing things on that. And today, um, Joe, we have some exciting things ahead that we want to talk about right off the bat. Yeah, a couple of you guys have already been asking questions as you heard on our recent episode with Marco about the multi-site youth ministry conference taking place in January. We are very excited and humbled to announce that we are the official podcast of the Multi-Site Youth Ministry Conference and excited to be partnering with with Marco and his team at the Youth Cartel for this amazing experience to be able to come alongside, equip, and encourage those who are doing multi-site youth ministry. And I encourage you guys to go ahead and check out the website at theyouthcartel.org so that way you guys can um, find out all the information you need, registration, when those deadlines are coming, and so on and so forth. But one of the things I love, I want to share about it real quickly here, is there's a whole tab on here of others sharing why they're bringing their team to the multi-site youth ministry conference. And Kevin Livick from Christ Chapel down in Fort Worth shares that our team needs to sh- need space to share ideas and problem solve with other churches who share our struggles. There's nowhere else where we can get this kind of intentional collaborative learning and Kevin just commented the other day that he's bringing, when he says his whole team, he means his whole team, guys. He's bringing over 20 people to the the conference here in January. So mid-January, check it on out. It's an awesome thing. You get great speakers. Those speakers stay for the entire time uh, and just an awesome setting down there at Woodlands in Georgia. So Love looking it. forward to being a part of that and we'll see many uh, guys there. I agree. Warm weather for us uh, out here <laughs> yeah. in uh, you know the states that snow all the time. So we can't wait to see you guys at that. Today's a, a really special day for us because we have um, what I believe, and I think all of us agree, one of the greatest uh, youth ministry, not only visionaries, but also movers and shakers within uh, the youth ministry, student ministry world, uh, Josh Griffin with us. And if, amen. Uh, Josh, how are you today? (laughs) I'm great. That was a very kind introduction. I don't know about all that. Wow. (laughs) Well, I I believe it at the uh, different events and things that we've got to cross paths at and um, share share together. It's been quite an honor to to spend time with you. And Josh, you've uh, been in student ministry for you know over 20, 20 years now and in the trenches in different areas. Uh, most recently, uh, you were spending a lot of your time at Saddleback as a high school pastor. And uh, you and Doug Fields uh, co-founded the downloadyouthministry.com. I don't know why I said the in front of it. <laughs> my only hope. You know, again, go ahead and drop the. Yeah. Just download. It, it's like <laughs> Like when my mom says the Facebook and uh, still does after I've corrected her, you know, we're, we're small fries compared to the 300 plus episodes that you guys have done on the DYM podcast. And, uh, you know, we just, we just say thanks a ton and we're excited Amen. to learn from you today. Um, Josh, I would love to, to just start off by, uh, telling 
each of our listeners a little bit about you, your journey, and um, what you find uh, that you love about serving the DYM network. Yeah, well, thank you again for the very kind introduction. Um, have enjoyed crossing paths with you as well and excited about uh, where our conversation gets to go today. Uh, I've been in youth ministry for 20 plus years, so eight years at a farm church in Michigan. It was like the middle of a cornfield. Yes, sir. And uh, on the corner of it, there was a traditional church that uh, had orange pews. And that's where I started. And uh, so thankful awesome. for that. Yeah, the steeple and the uh, the whole church bell and the whole bit. It was awesome. Uh, hymnals. We had overhead transparencies when I started. Yes. So you have like pro presenter and high wow. def screens. And when I started, we had clear pieces of paper that you would project onto the screen. Oh, and I remember pre- those. Yeah. And you could oh, tell yeah, when somebody smudged the transparency with their greasy, sweaty <laughs> hands, there's, they were yeah, nervous yeah. about making sure they you transitioned. Wash your hands. Exactly. <laughs> so I've been doing this a long time, I guess, is what yes, I'm trying sir. to say in, in the dark ages. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the about 13 years at Saddleback Church in California. Those are the two churches that I've served at, um, both in youth ministry, a high school pastor, and then uh, since then, Doug, Doug Fields, who was the high school pastor before me at Saddleback, he and I started a, a ministry together called The Download Youth Ministry. <laughs> Love it. Thank <laughs> you. That's going to go on record now. <laughs> awesome. Just kidding. We don't even own that domain. Don't buy that domain. <laughs> uh, it's, just, it's just Download Youth Ministry. And we have we realized that um, there's a lot of churches doing a lot of incredible ministry, and they don't always have access to a budget at all. And if so, it's a very limited budget. So what would it look like if we took the stuff that's dying on youth pastors' hard drives and distributed it far and wide uh, as inexpensively as possible? And so our theme is helping youth workers win. And we want to take the best stuff that you've done as a youth worker and share it with as many other youth pastors as possible. Um, And honestly, it's kind of a stewardship issue too. Like you've done all this work for your, you know, 30 kids. Great. Um, what what maybe that could be used in 30 youth ministries wow. or 300 or 3,000 youth ministries. Who knows? And um, that's the origin of Download Youth Ministry, and it has been an absolute blast. For the last couple of years, I've been doing that full-time as well as doing some speaking and stuff, which has been fun, and, um, and helping out a church in the area. I still help out at Saddleback occasionally. I get to do like their winter retreat stuff and helped out at, at some of their camps, which has been great, um, but have helped out another church in the area as well just to help them uh, transition in a, in a tough period in their story as well. So mm. very thankful for the church have given my life to the church and Amen. I'm thrilled to, uh, to continue to do that, but Amen. through download youth ministry. And Josh, I really appreciate your heart. And we have been uh, beneficiaries, uh, both as just individuals who have been a part of that download youth ministry um, family, uh, whether from getting game ideas, getting messages, contributing uh, to that community. And it's really cool and encouraging to see uh, it grow. But just again, that family feel that uh, that emerges and really allows people to, to not feel like they're doing it alone. And so thank you guys for that heart. And uh, I'm sure because of your experience, you have uh, exposure to a lot of different ministries, both your personal experience um, as a, as pastoring, as you said, in Michigan, love those Michigan connections uh, and traveling around. And so would love for you to share a little bit about what are some emerging trends that you're seeing within student ministries and more so specifically multi-site student ministries. 
Yeah, that's a great question. I, I do feel like my position now in DYM allows me to, to see a different view of youth ministry than ever before. It was very limited um, originally, you know, pre-internet and in a small church. Then it got a little wider at Saddleback and more national visible scale. But now, you know, I was in New Jersey last week and uh, was in Nashville the week before that. I'll be in Illinois next week. So I feel like I get a really really unique chance to see youth ministry and specifically multi-site youth ministry all over the country. So I do think I have something to offer here. The first thing I see is that youth ministry is not slowing down. This is just in the broadest sense. I would say I see incredible uh, adult men and women as volunteers, loving and serving teenagers, pointing to Jesus. Uh, I think that originally there was a little bit of a, you know, the death of youth ministry and youth ministry is changing. I would yeah. say I'm seeing just the opposite. Youth ministry is as strong and vibrant as ever. Um, it might be looking different in the years ahead, but I don't think youth ministry is going anywhere, first of all. Definitely. Um, amen amen it, for job stability. <laughs> yeah, we all need that, right? <laughs> um, secondly, as far as the multi-site is concerned, um, I think the most interesting thing that I'm seeing right now is that nobody has it figured out. Like everybody <laughs> is still learning and still growing. I've yet to see, I mean, I think there's people that are doing it better than others and definitely some people are doing it worse than others. But um, I don't think anyone is saying like, we are the singular way of of doing multi-site, which is fascinating to me because I feel like we have a lot to learn uh, and we have a lot to learn from each other. And I do think there's people doing it really well. Um, But that's the biggest trend I see is no one has it all completely dialed in. And that kind of is exciting to me. It feels like we're on still on the front end of uh, where multi-site's going. Yeah, and uh, as you're saying that, I see it, and we in the conversations we have, and uh, I think it's good for for us to to share as well that you know we know we don't have it figured out, and so much of what we share comes from the mistakes that we've made uh, and the grace oh, totally. that, that we've received. And so, um, but it is definitely worth celebrating and just being able to uh, to you say. I think that's why it's so key to having those communities, whether through Facebook groups, through things like a camp, for instance, and uh, end on the line to be able to collaborate with one another uh, to to really f- continue to figure this out and be good stewards of uh, what God has blessed us with and definitely worth celebrating. And, um, you know, Kim, I know a big heart of yours is leaders in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, know, I think you have a couple of questions squared away here talking about leaders. So why don't yeah. you... Uh, why don't you see if you can throw some curveballs here? No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> throw Josh off his game a little bit. No, um, no. Um, as small group leaders, I mean, they are the heartbeat of our ministry. We can't do ministry without them. And with the knowledge that you have, Josh, of going around to different uh, ministries across the United States, I'm sure you've seen some great things and you've seen some things that uh, you wish they would do either better or that were just a really flat out mistake, um, you know, that they're doing with their small group leaders. And I'm thinking along the lines of either training or caring for them. So what have been some of those things that or moments that you want to celebrate that you've seen churches do well or leaders do well with their small group leaders when it comes to training and caring for them? And then what are some opportunities? We'll keep it positive language, right? What are some areas or opportunities in which we could grow or those other ministries could grow in with their small group leaders? Absolutely. Those are really, really great questions. First, let me just back up and say, 
Um, last night in our home, we had two small group leaders and a bunch of uh, high school boys in our house. Love that. And then uh, I drove my youngest kid to his first night of small group as a middle schooler. Awesome. And um, so we're in it, like as yeah. parents, not just as youth workers, like our home is a host home and our kids are in, in life groups. And so we love it. And we're in the thick of it with uh, our own teenagers. Hmm. Um, and I would say... The, the funnest thing, so last night I drop off my youngest son, Jaden, at a brand new house. He's a little intimidated by it, and he's met at the door by the most welcoming mom in the world, hmm. and she's got snacks in her hand. And so immediately, both my son and I are like, all right, they knew we were coming. Yeah. They were prepared in advance. That's awesome. We go into the backyard, and the the small group leader is like a, he's probably a 50-year-old man. And he's covered in sweat. We're about 10 minutes late and he's just covered in sweat. And he has been running around the backyard, laughing, playing trampoline. And he's like, Jaden, I'm so glad. My son's name is Jaden. Jaden, I'm so glad you're here. We were waiting for you. This is going to be awesome. And he shakes my hand. It's just like, it was the most professional, like, and also hilarious, sweaty old man greeting that I've ever gotten in my life. And it made me so happy because I was like, this is youth ministry, a dude who is on the trampoline and, and eating ice cream out of a trough that they made for yes. these six guys, you know, <laughs> it's really a rain gutter of ice cream. And yet he's greeting the parent. He's prepared for the night. He gave me a quick outline of where we're going. Like it was incredible youth ministry. Yeah. Um, so that, that made me really happy. And that leads me to the opportunity that I saw modeled perfectly, but don't always. And that the opportunity is for small group leaders to be balanced. Okay. Um, you need to have, you need to have fun. You need to be playful, especially if you're, you know, freshman and down, especially, but you need to like have that balance of both. I can talk to a parent and, make them feel like this is a safe, welcoming environment. Uh, and they can have confidence to drive away. Cause I did a few minutes later, I drove away Yeah, and I had that confidence and I knew this guy was fun, but I knew he had things under control. Uh, I knew he was an adult man, but I knew that he could relate to, to kids and teenagers. And that just gave me incredible confidence. Um, I've seen the opposite too often where it's either all fun and there is no, corner that we're turning or it's all serious and it's so intense every week that there's no like release there's no um tension that's relieved it's all just dead serious bible all the time and i think the the when i've seen the best small group leaders they understand it's both um it's both the curriculum that you've chosen or purchased or or written yourself good for you um, it is, but it's also the ice cream and the trampoline. Definitely, It's both. It's laughing and being goofy with the kids, but it's able to be, um, trusted and respected with their parents when they enter the room. Um, and then just that one other thing as an aside, um, the life groups in my experience that end immediately on time yes. are like my <laughs> yeah. favorite people in the world. Like, we, like I know it doesn't always work that way. And I've been the king of like going over on lessons. So this is kind of funny that a youth worker now parent is saying it, but yeah. um, when I'm, I'm sitting outside in the car and I've got to get home and I'm picking up another kid and all that. Um, when the life group or small group leader ends on time, it's just such a 
it's just a, a huge statement to me as a parent saying, you value my time, you care about me, you're aware that I'm waiting. Um, and then let me go even one step further and say, you yeah. have to also show grace when I'm not on time. Yeah, so I know good. that I'm giving you like the, the op, I want both wins. Like I'm not, I'm not allowing you to win. I need you to be on time and then show grace when I'm not on time. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, but that, parent, I think it does. It communicates value. It really does. Oh, it, does. It, it, it honors yeah. the parent in knowing that, Hey, as they're managing a household that like, you know, you want to honor their time on that back end. Um, totally. especially if they're bringing a guest with them and that guest doesn't normally go to church or involved in a group and so on. Um, so yep. I think that is, that is so important. And I found for my, my, our team this year is really hitting on that. Um, but want to make sure our group model is, you know, right after our large group time of making sure then that we're honoring the large group time and getting out on time and, you know, not going long winded. So exactly. I'm honoring their time in small group. So then they'll honor the parents time by getting out in group and everything. So it definitely, it's definitely a discipline. It is definitely a discipline. So. And it's just the reminder too, that we're not only ministering to the student, but we're ministering and partnering with the entire family yeah. too. So Agreed. I love that insight and Josh, what unique insight you have now that you're in that world with your, you know, your students, your teenagers. Um, so you bring a very unique perspective. Josh, you know, I was just thinking through this. Have there been um, a few multi-site churches that you've connected with over the last few years that you feel like have really um, got into their groove in the multi-site world, are really, uh, you know, knocking it out of the park? Part of the reason for that, like, you know, a few weeks ago, we talked with um, Vince Parker, obviously from Life Church, and um, we love what they're doing with their really central model. Have you seen other... Uh, multi-site churches that you'd say, hey, if, you, if you're out there in this multi-site student ministry world, um, you guys should be paying attention to these guys. I really feel like I've seen them do some, some great things. Yeah, I would say I've seen a couple. Um, usually, you know, and I really appreciate the, the humbleness of even youth workers that, that are doing well, yeah. is usually the best qualities that they're still learners, they're still hungry, they're still networking and trying to figure this thing out. But as I've seen some people that are doing it really well, there's a guy named Kent Bajerstrom in Northview Church. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of his. Like I went to their church for a little multi-site gathering and was just so impressed with the humility and the learning and um, what I saw modeled as well. I thought that was good. And then I've been up in um, in the Sacramento area. Carl Romanis was, um, he just left Bayside recently, which is a bummer because he was killing it up there. Um, but they're doing multi-site as well. And I think they're doing it really well. I've met some of their campus student pastors and have been really impressed by what they're doing. And then I used to work with a guy named Justin Knowles. He was on my team at Saddleback and Justin just left, um, left Christ church of the Valley in, uh, like the Chino Hills area, yeah. California. Yeah. And he's over at Sandals church now. And I'm really impressed with Sandals. We visited as a family there a few times just awesome. for fun. Yeah. And um, he is doing some really cool stuff over there. And so I'd say Kent would be at the top of my list. And then I'd look up Carl and Justin as a couple other quick examples. I mean, I've been to a ton of multi-site churches. Um, and even at Saddleback, when I started, we had we had zero. We had, we had the one founding campus yeah. and that was it. And I think last week... I think they're up to 15, wow. maybe, maybe 25, who knows? <laughs> every 
week they're launching another campus somewhere. Yeah, so you who get to knows? a threshold <laughs> number and you're like, it's either 15 or 50 at this point. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I think, I mean, I would go check out Northview immediately. They're the one I think I'm most impressed with at the moment. Um, at the National Youth Works Convention in Tampa this November, we are going to do some multi-site gatherings there and conversations. And Kent and Carl and I think Kurt and others will be um, speaking into those more discussion groups and what's working, what's not working, um, et cetera. But that would be, you know, those gatherings are so important. I love that you guys are part of one as well. Um, we just got to be sharing our knowledge and Agree. we can Agree. learn quickly when we share together and uh, hopefully we can fail fast and get this thing dialed in. Yeah. And I, I agree. I, I think what's so key for any leader, um, is, is that humility. And those those men definitely exude it very, very much so. And uh, excited, excited for uh, for the National Youth Workers Conference. And uh, and we'll talk here a little bit more about that. But we have just one last question for you. Sure. Um, and that is, you know, obviously you have a huge heart for, for students. And uh, what is an area that you find yourself right now most passionate in your season of ministry? Hmm. Yeah, that is a great question. I would say, I'll give you my default answer and then I'll tell you my new one. Okay, love um, it. Love my, it. <laughs> my default answer has always been evangelism. Like I care most deeply about the kids who are on the fringe or aren't there yet, the kid that has yet to be invited. Like I just love, that's my heart. Uh, I spoke at a, a fall retreat a couple weeks ago and 60% of the audience was brand new to church, never been wow. to church, never been to youth group. That's awesome. And it was, they had done this awesome promotion of like a one life plus scholarship money they had. It was, I was so impressed that's and cool. so happy. And that's just my heartbeat. That's always been, um, I, I love that. Now here's, here's the thing I'm most passionate about the new answer. Um, I think being a parent of a teenager and being a youth worker is a really interesting new perspective for me. Um, I think I'm learning more what parents want hmm. than ever before, than I ever knew as a youth pastor. And so uh, an example would be, uh, I don't I don't need your packing list for winter retreat two months in advance. Yeah, true. Like I, I love that you're so organized and your admin is so good that you have, but I don't need it then. Yeah. I need it the night before when I'm at Walmart buying last minute stuff. That's when I need it. So put it on the front page of, you know, your website or text it to me at 10 PM and I'll love you forever. Like, uh, <laughs> it's I true. think I'm it's true. exactly though. Right. True. I think I'm most passionate now about older youth workers or youth workers staying in it until they're old. Yeah. Um, I think good things happen when, Youth workers that are seasoned and have maybe even parents themselves or parents of teenagers. I think I probably am a better youth worker now as a super old man at 44 years old than I ever was as a 20 year old. And yet I'm so thankful that someone gave me a break. I'm so thankful for the youthfulness and energy of youth ministry. I'm all in, but I'm hoping that we can move the paradigm of, you know, 20 something youth workers to. 30 something youth workers and 40 something youth workers. I just think there's value in that experience, maturity, wisdom. And I also think being a parent really puts a whole different perspective on you as well. So I'm passionate about parents. How about that? 
<laughs> no, I, I love that. And again, I think that's one of those those things that in the coming years needs to be more and more prevalent. And you see it clearly with uh, with organizations like Orange, um, but that partnering with, with parents, um, instilling that value into these youth workers who are who are up and coming are entering into that first season. And so um, I appreciate that. We appreciate your time here. Um, let's uh, let's chat NYWC. What are you looking forward to this year? What can we expect uh during our time absolutely so uh we've got a killer lineup of great speakers in youth ministry and some cross-discipline speakers as well i'm teaching a deep dive which means it's a four or five hour course on your first two years in youth ministry which will be a blast um i always enjoy most the just the gatherings and the meetups talking about multi-site or hanging out with a download youth ministry uh the download youth ministry community the one and members and friends yeah um i think the biggest thing for me though is uh, it's it's like a party like we're getting together you're going to laugh you're going to be inspired you're going to play together we have fun late night options the skit guys will be there a comedy night um youth specialties has been around this is the 50th year of ys wow wow and that's so, awesome incredible yeah, i know my dad went to the first one or two maybe it was um, really early on, and now here we are 50 years later, and they're still going strong, which is kind of fun. Amen. So, Amen. so cool. Josh, it's been awesome having you um, on today, and we're so thankful for you. Um, we'll make sure we put all of your um, social bios and info and stuff like that in our podcast notes. So if you're looking to connect with Josh, please do that. And as always, um, we're so thankful that we get to learn alongside of you in this multi-site student ministry space. If there's anything we can do to connect with you, help you along your journey in it, we would be glad to. We're so thankful for you guys listening today and hope you have an awesome day as you do. Blessings. Bye. Bye. Bye.